0: Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the story behind every book. Joining me today is Gene Abel, and Gene is here to talk about his book, Broken Promises and Lies of the Republicans. Gene is a distinguished military graduate from Penn State University with a Bachelor of Science degree in Finance. He also holds a Master's degree in Business Administration from Lehigh University. He began his active military service at the conclusion of his graduate work at Lehigh. He was promoted to Colonel, completed the Army War College, and was nominated for General. He received the Army Commendation Medal and the Meritorious Service Medal twice jean worked as a nuclear weapons officer in the artillery branch of the army and he later became an army finance officer he's been involved in politics as a member of the republican committee in chester county pennsylvania and he's also worked on the campaign of his local republican congressman Because of his experience in the public and private business sectors, his military background, as well as his knowledge of politics, he's gained a unique perspective of the different political issues in the United States. Gene, first of all, thank you for your service, and thank you for joining me today on Books on Air. You're very welcome. Now, there's always every book has two stories. There's the story that the reader reads as they read the book, but there's always a second story. There's always a way, a reason that a book was written. What's the story behind you creating your book, Broken Promises and Lies of the Republicans? How did that happen?
1: Let me read just a very short piece from my book. My book, Broken Promises and Lies of the Republicans, is intended to help voters understand our country is in grave danger. We must prevent Republican control, tax cuts for the wealthy, deregulation, spending cuts, and increased deficits. We must protect ourselves from the danger that our republic has seen from Donald J. Trump. What
0: made you decide to put this all together at this moment in time.
1: Actually, I have written this book several years ago and I have revised it. The last revision was printed in 2021. There were two things that I looked at in this latest revision. One, I went back and I researched how well the promises that were made to the American voter and public by the conservatives, by the Republicans, have been kept. In doing this, I did not use political sources because that distorts the result. I went directly to the source of the information. So if I were looking at, for example, the debt, the national debt, I went to the Bureau of of Public Debt, Department of the Treasury, If I were looking at things dealing with employment, I went to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I went to the CBO, the GAO, and I have outlined in my book the sources that I used, and they are all listed in the back of my book. So the first thing was to ascertain how well the promises made by the conservatives, beginning basically with Ronald Reagan in 1981. Have been kept up until 2021. The second component of this latest version of my book is the clear and present danger that Donald Trump's activity and actions have had on this republic and our Constitution. So those are the two objectives that I'm trying to convey to the reader in as factual and honest a way as I can. Now, I've had conservatives read my book and say we don't agree with you (laughs) and my response to them is very simple it isn't that you don't agree with me you don't agree with the facts you don't agree with history because what's in my book are facts is history not opinion not speculation so you're not disagreeing with me you're disagreeing with the facts and the reality of the past
0: Let's give an overview of what's contained in the book, because you have done copious research. Let's let our listeners know exactly what you've done.
1: Well, first of all, I gave them a little perspective of what conservatism is. Because sometimes you can get all wrapped up in terms. I wanted them to understand what it is, what they promised, and so I went back in history. Then I took a look at the major precepts of conservatism, Minimum, minimal regulation, low taxes, especially for the wealthy. Trickle down economics were when you cut taxes for the wealthy, it somehow works its way down the chain and goes all the way to the bottom. Cutting taxes will balance the budget by stimulating growth. So I took a look at those those promises, if you will, those precepts. And I said, hmm, how well did they materialize? And what I found is very clearly um, indicated in the title of the book. They were not kept. Those promises were broken over and over again. And I I quote from the cover of my book because I think it's so uh, apropos. By Albert Einstein, he says, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, is insanity. Well, that's, in essence, what we've been doing since 1981. I was a Republican at that time. I didn't know whether supply-side economics was a reality, whether it would work. But after the eight years of Ronald Reagan, and I took a look at what transpired, especially with respect to the national debt, I said to myself, there's something wrong here. And it is soon after that that I left the Republican Party and became a Democrat.
0: When you were writing the book, who did you see reading the book? Who was your target audience?
1: Well, I guess I was a little naive in the sense that I was hoping if I presented the facts, if I presented the history, that some conservatives would take a look at it and say, hey, maybe we're wrong. Maybe this is not exactly what happened. Um, I have since learned that that's almost impossible to achieve. I also wanted to make sure that the largest group of voters, which are independents, they represent about 47% of the registered voters in this country, had the information so they could make a reasoned choice. And finally, I wanted to uh, put a fire, if you will, under the progressives, the Democrats, to understand that if they don't get out and vote, that these promises and these policies are going to continue and the promises aren't going to be kept.
0: I think you have a part of the book that you want to share with the listeners. Is that right?
1: Well, yes. The, the very the the very end of the book, um, I I I let me see if I can find exactly where I have this here. Um, I said in the in the very end that the book has a number of um, of chapters. Uh, it, it has a lot of data in it, but Chapter Seven of my book basically summarizes what I've said. And I encourage the reader to uh, read chapter seven if they can't read every little part of my book. Now, I have kept the book short. It is not um, uh, it is not uh, long, um, but uh, I do say this at the very end, and this is the last paragraph in my book. Voters cannot be sure the Democrats will resolve all of the major issues we face. However, voters can be 100% certain that Republicans will resolve none of our problems. So that, I guess, is the conclusion. It's a call to action, and it is based on the facts that I've found both about the conservative ideas and and their policies, as well as the actions, as I said, of Donald Trump uh, to basically subvert uh, the controls of the Constitution. I mean What I've found with many, many conservatives, and certainly Donald Trump, they only read those parts of the Constitution that they that support what they want to do. They don't read the whole thing. I mean, for example, I don't think Donald Trump ever read, read the portion about separation of powers. He didn't read the portion of the Constitution that says that the the principal responsibility of the president is to obey the law and to uphold the law. That just didn't happen. So I guess in a nutshell, that's what I'm trying to convey. We need to have people look at the facts, look at the reality without the filter of some political organization. And then come to a reason, hopefully, a reasoned choice. And I believe that reasoned choice is that right now, the Republican Party is not the right choice. Let me give you an example. As I said, I was a Republican until after Ronald Reagan. If we go back to 1956, that's Eisenhower, let me read you the platform of the Republican Party in 1956. Provide federal assistance to low-income communities. Protect Social Security. Provide asylum for refugees. Extend the minimum wage. Improve unemployment benefits systems so that it covers more people. Strengthen labor laws so that workers can easily join a union. Assure equal pay for equal work regardless of sex. I would say to you, every single one of those items in the 1956 Republican platform the Republicans are against in 2021, and every one of those the Democrats supported in 1956, and they supported in 2021. So what has changed? The Republican Party. It has flipped over 180 degrees as far as I'm concerned. That's sad. Because I do believe in a two-party system so long as both parties are responsible. But unfortunately, what we're seeing, I believe, and I think it's documented in my book, Broken Promises and Lies of the Republicans, is that in fact the Republicans are not keeping their promises. They're not looking at reality. They're doing things that they believe are politically to their benefit, regardless of the impact on our country, on our Constitution, and on the vast majority of Americans.
0: I'm sure that we have the attention of our listeners and that they're saying to themselves, OK, where can I find this book? So let me tell them. Let's go to Amazon. It's on Amazon. If you've never done this before, just put Amazon in your search feature. It just almost takes you there by itself. And then there will be, on that top page, the first time I went to Amazon, I went, gosh, there's so much stuff on this page. What do I do? There's a long search box that's sort of a a gray rectangle. In that rectangle, type the title of the book. And the title of the book is Broken Promises and Lies of the Republicans by Gene, G-E-N-E, Paul P-A-U-L, Able, A-B-E-L. Type that in, click on it, and it will take you straight to the book. Now, in the upper right-hand corner of the book, you'll see the words, look in here. If you'll click on that, that, those two words on the representation of the cover, the book will electronically open. There's an excerpt of the book that you can read right there. There's also a description of the book on the right-hand side. You can also buy it on that page. Now, Jean, I know that some of our listeners don't always want to buy from Amazon just because they are the proverbial 800-pound gorilla in the publishing business. Some people like to give their, their book-buying business to other places. Where else could our listeners find the book?
1: Well, one of the things that... Listeners need to know is that I republished the book in 2021. Some of the editions of the book that you may see on Amazon would be the older edition. You can tell the most recent edition of my book because it has a banner going across the little elephant uh, the cartoon that says "No Donald Trump in 2024." Now we're having some confusion sometimes in, in the right, the most recent uh, version. Um, what I would suggest is you can Google um, the title, uh, possibly 2021 edition. Uh, I do know that right now it is available. Um, it's uh, available as an ebook. Uh, we're working on getting the latest edition as a paperback. Uh, it has been republished by a company by the name of Supreme Corpor- Auto- Auto Media Corporation, and they're in the process of distributing the book to a a 1,000 copies to bookstores like Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, Follett's and and alike. But there are different versions of the book. All of them certainly will give you the basic information. But the most recent edition, the 2021 edition, again, is Gene P., not Paul, but P-Abel, A-B-E-L. And it is the one that has no Donald Trump in 2024 banner across the face of the book.
0: I was trying to remember. I looked at it on Amazon, and I was trying to remember if that was what I saw. I remembered the element. I don't
1: think it is.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm no, glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that if you because Google it,
1: you can you can get you can get to that most recent edition uh, of the book. Uh,
0: the Google, I think, is a really good idea. Now you're also you have a website, and on the website, yeah. one of the things I really liked about it was that there is an intro video of you talking about who you are and your background, and you've done so many things. I I couldn't possibly include your whole bio in our introduction, but you really have such a varied background that includes not only Thank the him. military and your your political experience, but you have done so much work in the private and public sector that gives you, I think, really, I use the word unique perspective because I when I heard that video and I looked at your background, I thought, this guy is bringing a unique perspective to this that's different from what usually happens with an author who writes a book like this. So I thought that was very interesting. What else is on the website that they might want to see? Now, you're, you not only write a, a political book, but you also do some other things that I found very intriguing.
1: Well, first of all, my website is gene, G-E-N-E-P-Able, A-B-E-L, books, one word, dot com. That's gene, P, Able, books, plural, B-O-O-K-S, dot com. Uh, in on that uh, website... Uh, I've included, as you said, uh, an introductory uh, YouTube of myself, and I have the four uh, books that I've published through Indigo River Publishing in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, here again, I'm trying to look at different groups. Two of my books are sci-fi books regarding time travel. Um, one is a bestseller, and it is uh, very uh, doing very well. Uh, another of my books is, believe it or not, a romance novel. It is as different as it could be from the first two sci fi books. The fourth book on my website is a book about, uh, it's a nonfiction book that takes a look at the past, present, and what happens in the future if aliens are real. Uh, if you take a look at my website, you can click on the covers of the books. It will give you more perspective. I've got some YouTube videos describing two of my books, as well as the one that describes my, uh, my background. And it also has a, um, a, a button that you can send me a message that will come into my email. and I'll be absolutely uh, uh, interested in hearing what people have to say. If they have questions, I will try to answer them. Again, that website is genepablebooks.com
0: and ABLE is A-B-E-L. Don't spell it A-B-L-E. A-B- Spey it A-B-E-L. No,
1: it's A-B-E-L. That is correct. If you spell it the other way, it will not come off.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's why I thought it was important to mention that. Now, you're also doing social media. You're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. How can they find you there?
1: Just Google my name. Um, yes, I am on, on all of those. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, I've got a number of YouTubes uh, that are uh, been uploaded. Uh, some are political. Some are about my uh, my books. Um, I, uh, I guess uh, I, don't know, I guess sometimes I have a lot to say.
0: <laughs> you know, it's so interesting to talk to you because I know that you've written fiction and now you've written a, a very well-researched book. That's really an interesting juxtaposition for an author to write fiction and nonfiction. So I was really interested. And you and I are going to talk again about some of your fiction books. Is that right? Yes,
1: yes, I, I, I want to uh, bring uh, the readers to a better understanding of the other things that I'm doing. Um, in fact, as we speak, I am putting the final touches on my 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 third uh, sci-fi novel. And in that novel, we go from time travel. Uh, which perks the uh, attention of extraterrestrials who make contact with the Earth uh, and tell us that we're doing things that are dangerous and we must stop. I won't give you any more information about that third book, but it should be out next year. Uh, and we're we're seriously trying to see whether or not we could ent- ent- entice a, one of the streaming groups, you know, like uh, Netflix or Hulu or a series out of my three sci-fi books and at the same time we're also looking into the possibility of trying to come up with a producer maybe we will with this interview uh, to make a, um, a movie out of my romance novel The Inn of Destiny uh, The Inn of Destiny has had a lot of very interesting reader comments. Uh, I think two of the ones that are most interesting to me is we couldn't put it down and the second one is, oh, this reads a lot like Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> and, of course, my re- my, re- my response to that is, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> uh, so, wow. yeah, that You will see that that, that book is – I wrote that book 20 years ago and had it republished, the, uh, my romance novel. Uh, it is as different from all of the others as it could be. And um, – you know, I found that my books have different audiences. Obviously, you got the politics, you got the sci-fi. Um, believe it or not, and, and this is not sexist. It's it's again, it's a fact. About eighty-five percent of romance novels are purchased by females from the ages of twenty to sixty. That's what our marketing research shows. And the 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 nonfiction book about extraterrestrials, um, there is a there is a group of people that are really really interested in that subject all over the place and uh, that that has a, that has a life of its own
0: you are a true renaissance man i mean you have written everything this is just you have so many exciting projects in your future it's just been such a pleasure to talk to you i have one more question okay. when when our listeners pick up a copy of broken promises and lies of the republicans and go from being our listeners to being readers when they read the book, and for the last time, they come to the last page, they read the last page, they close that b- back book cover, whether physically or electronically. Jean, what's the bottom line message? What do you want your reader to really take away from the book?
1: I would like them to know what really has taken place. Not politically motivated, but what has actually taken place, and for them to accept and understand that reality. And then they need to make their own decision as to who they're going to support in 2022, 2024, and beyond.
0: You have given our listeners a lot to think about, it's been such an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for being my guest today on Books on Air.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for the interview. You're, you're an excellent interviewer. And, and, I, and I, it, was, it was my pleasure to share uh, some things with you. And I look forward to our next, uh, our next
0: podcast. Me too. Remember, you can find a copy of Broken Promises and Lies of the Republicans by Gene P. Abel by Googling the title to get the latest edition you've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net you can also hear this podcast on Spotify iHeart Radio Stitcher and Apple Podcasts I'm Suzanne Harris and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast because remember you never know who's going to be here and you never know what we're going to talk about